0: hey everyone welcome to the nfl digest you know it's your girl nora Tish, and let's we're gonna talk about some football in a second don't don't stress. but we're gonna first do some housekeeping things i'm letting you guys know that the nfl digest will be now on fridays i only got a few more left because we got to talk about wild card weekend we got this weekend action pack and then we got you know our, our, our divisional games and then we got our champion games and then we got our super bowl games so we got that much left, but hang in there. We're almost done, y'all. But I first want to say I missed a bunch of Founders Days, and I know on the viewport I'm going to definitely lose again next week. But um, I definitely got to start out saying um, on J five, Happy Founders Day to Kappa Alpha Psi. I have so many Kappa um, for homeboys, friends, and I just know so many good men that are part of that um, fraternity. So I definitely had to make sure. I said happy Founders Day to the homies. On January 9th, I also um gotta say Happy Founders Day to Pi Beta Sigma. Again, more homies. Love the blues, love the brus. God give them love. I definitely missed that. Uh, but everyone I text the people or retweeted or said something to somebody, but not on my shows, right? My fault. My fault. On January 13th definitely happy Founders Day to the lovely divas of Delta Sigma Theta. I have a lot of friends in this <laughs> in this sorority, so I definitely want to make sure I give them a shout out on my show. So, happy Founders Day, lovely ladies. And keep doing the amazing things you guys do. And just like the um, the Sigmas and the um, Capas, Y'all keep doing the amazing things that you guys do each and every day. I have to make sure I give a shout out to Um, because tomorrow will be January 16th, Zeta um, Pi Beta. Shout out to all the Zeta ladies, you guys, you beautiful doves. Thank you guys for all the things you guys do and all the love you guys spread and all the great things you've done in the community. Shout out to the men of Iota, Pi Theta. Um, Again, my boss, uh, (laughs) Rick Sincere, he's a part of um, Iowa Pi Theta, so definitely shout out all those men. You guys, again, Doing the doing the service, doing the justice that is needed for our communities—fantastic, fantastic. I wanted to make sure that I say happy birthday to Martin Luther King Jr. It's his birthday. Um, just there's so much you can say about MLK, but what we can just say is that well, a life that was taken way too early, but so much was done, so much, so much that still to this day we recognize him and honor him so definitely happy birthday mlk and he's also a member of alpha phi alpha as you guys know next month is black history month so you already know your girls coming with some crazy stuff but that's what i'm to tell you all about but last but certainly not least i am a proud and on and ugh, i take up all the energy of member of alpha alpha, alpha sorority incorporated today is our Founders' Day, so shout out to all of my beautiful sorors. Shout out to um, our Supreme Basilist. Shout, shout out to Sora and Vice President Elect Kamala Harris. Um, I actually got to get on a, a, a call with all all our sorors later on tonight, so I'm very very excited about that. But again, Happy Founders' Day, sorors. Ski we all day, okay? And all right, let's dive into wild card weekend. Um, this um, NFL, NFL, NFL digest will not be too long because unfortunately, we don't have as many games to talk about. But of course, I owed up my game of the week because these are some crazy games. So let's start with the Rams and the Packers. That is definitely this weekend, so my fault. Let's start with the Colts and the Bills. So, for all y'all who are part of Bill Mafia. Pretty much everybody in New York going with the Bills. I, I can I can easily say that because that's our state was continue the root for our state, right? So the cults fell to the Bills twenty-four to twenty-seven. The Bills, the Bills have been on fire. So Phillip Rivers threw for three hundred and nine yards. He completed twenty-seven and a voice of his attempts and he had two touchdowns. Um, so we're gonna get running out of cults, of course. You guys know who that is. Jonathan Taylor, he lead he rusher and he had 78 yards. He had twenty-one carries and one touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr. He had five receptions for ninety yards. So Philip Rivers came to play today, y'all. He was not today, but he came to play that day. He wasn't. He wasn't going out like no chump. The shout out to Philip Rivers because that's the one who needs to keep a job. Okay, with twelve kids, you gotta keep your job. So um Josh Allen, he he threw for three hundred twenty-four yards. He had. Um, two touchdowns completed, twenty six at 35 is a 10th. So, I don't know about y'all. I know y'all got our own opinions on Josh Allen. But give this young man some respect, y'all. The homie also let him rushing. He had 11 carries for 54 yards and one touchdown. Mm, mm, mm. And this combination right here, I know if your fantasy team didn't go stupid about this combination, I don't know what's up with you. It was, uh, it's crazy. He, him and Stephon Diggs, his leading receiver, um, who also led in receiving yards, it had 128 yards, one touchdown, and six receptions. Man, oh man. This game got way closer than I thought it was. Because again, if you've been following the Bills all season, they're 13 and 3 for a reason. Okay, they were they the Bills aren't were nothing to play with at all this season. The Bills, I think, I personally believe their coach is definitely, um, he's one of the uh, people that could possibly get coach of the year. I personally, because like Sean McDermott definitely changed the atmosphere of the Bills completely. Those who have been Bills fans know the pain of being a Bills fan. I don't have to go into the history because they already know what it is. But (laughs) to see your team go from sometimes – a potential bye week, like the Jets, <laughs> to the top of the division. Of pa- they have a They completely knocked packs out, packs out of the, out of the ballpark. The Bills are top of the AFC North, uh, AFC yeah, yeah, East. I'm sorry. So it's like that's a huge accomplishment. So shout out to the the um, Bills. So pretty much the Bills, pretty much kept a steady uh, a steady path. Um, uh, for the first first half of the game, they put up 14 points while the Colts put up 10. Um, in the third quarter, there was very slow movement there. There was um, a lot of uh, passes, a lot of three and outs. Um, the Bills put up a field goal by um, Tyler Gass. And the first um, few minutes of the third quarter, you get the 46 yard field goal. And then no one else touched the end zone for the rest of the game. Oh, not the game, rest of the quarter. But the fourth quarter is where all the action happened. Okay. Let me get to you. So we go into the fourth quarter, 10 and 17. But then Stephon Diggs catches a 35 yard pass from Josh Allen, making and score a touchdown, making it 24 10. Zach. Pascal um, catches a nine yard pass for Phillip Rivers, scoring a touchdown, but a failed two-point conversion. This was big. This that the Bills defense definitely saved today right here, okay? Making the score 16-24. Um, Tyler Gass kicked a eight, sorry, a fifty-four yard field goal, making it 27-16. Wow oh my gosh, I guess. And then Jake Doyle catches the 27-yard pass from Philip Rivers and making the score 22-27 and the two point conversion was complete cuz the pass to Jake Doyle making it 24-27. This game and then also the the Colts were not able to um, get back in field goal range to tie up the game and this is how the Bills won the game. So that game was phenomenal. It was a great game to watch. Third quarter was kind of slow and cheesy because it was nothing popping, but it is what it is, y'all. Now, I'm going to talk about the Rams and the Seahawks real, real quick. So, the Rams beat the Seahawks 30-20. to This was a horrible game for our our favorite guy, Russell Wilson. This was not his game. Homie was not popping this game, but, you know, so now that happens. It happens, but we're give y'all Russ's stats. He threw for 174 yards. He had two touchdowns, one interception, completed 11 at 27 as a 10th. That's not the Russ we know, right? That's not the Russ we know. Chris Carson led in rushing yards. He had 16 carries for 77 yards. And DK Metcalf had two touchdowns, 96 yards, and five receptions. Mm -hmm -hmm. So let's get over to the Rams because... If you guys are watching, what's our our new homie's name is John Wolford. John Wolford was in, but then he got out. He got injured and was taken out of the game. He completed three of six of his attempts. He threw for twenty nine yards, and then homie got hurt. And then Jared Goff, the original quarterback, got back in the game and led this team to victory. Maybe Goff is over that. Anxiety hump, um, that hill that he was on after losing to Brady in the Super Bowl, but which happens, y'all, it happened, but Brady will make you feel way. So, homie completed nine out of 19 of his uh attempts, he threw for 155 yards, and he had one touchdown. Um, Cam Akers, he led in rushing, he had one touchdown, 131 yards, and 28 carries. Shout out to him, he had a great game. Cooper Cup led in receiving yards and he had 78 yards for four receptions. This game, I can tell you guys, was boring at first. Like this first quarter was not popping. Nothing was really happening. It was we got one 40-yard field goal from Matt Gay at the end of the third quarter, putting the Rams up three to zero. The second quarter is where a lot more action happened, a lot of like when both teams got kind of got activated. We had A uh, 50 yard field goal from Jason Myers putting um tying the game three to three. Matt Gage hit the 39 yard field goal, making it six to three. Um, Darius Williams um caught a 42 yard pass, the interception, um, and ran back, and that was made 13 to three. And then D.K. Metcalf caught a 51-yard a pass from Russell Wilson, making it 13-10. So this right now is still anyone's game. Then Cam Akers caught, um, ran five yards to a four-touchdown, making it 20-10. Still anyone's game, because it's still the first half. Who's going to come back in the, in the third or fourth quarters? We can wait and see, right? But we'll <laughs> let's, let's skip right to it. So James, um, J- sorry, Jason Myers kicked a 52-yard field goal, making it 20 20- 13. Still, anybody's game. Um, Matt Gay hit the 36-yard field goal in the fourth quarter. Started the fourth quarter, making it 23-13. Robert Woods catches a 15-yard pass from Jared Goff, making it 30-13. And then DK Metcalf, last two minutes of the game, caught a 12-yard pass from Russ, making it 30-20. This just wasn't a good end for our Seahawks. Well, no, um, but you guys, I like the Seahawks. I like Russell Wilson. Um, I was really shocked that this game went that way. I did not see that game going that way. Shout out to Jerry uh, Goff for getting his confidence back. And we'll see how he does this weekend. So the Buccaneers and Washington game. This game, <laughs> we I'm this, I know that Washington did not win. But I'm going to stop and just give Washington the props they deserve. Because Washington... With their quarterback situation, it's always a thing. It's always a thing. But huh, I tell y'all, they came here and did that did that job. I'm giving props. Because Taylor Heineke, I know none of you guys knew who that was until this game, made a name for himself. He might be the starting quarterback for the Washington Washington Football Club. We don't know. We just don't know. But Heineke came and did that, okay? He did just that. So I'm going to start with, yes, Tampa Bay did beat the Washington football team 31-23, to but I'm going to start with Heineke's numbers because I you have to be proud of this young man, okay? Heineke threw for 306 yards. He had one touchdown, one interception, completed 26 at 44 of his attempts. He also led in rushing with six carries for 46 yards and one touchdown. So Washington is getting more mobile, y'all. Their quarterback's more mobile. Things are getting popping. Alex Smith, we... Uh, sh- also, before we continue, shout out to Alex Smith for a miracle year. Miracle year. Definitely being able... It's one thing to be able to walk again after his injury, but to play football again, that's a, the that's a, that's a blessing. So shout out to him for just that. And let's go to Cam Sims. He led in um, receiving. He had one hundred and four yards and seven receptions. So let's talk about the that bad man. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about my um, guy Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about who the one, the only Tom Brady. Tom Brady completed twenty-two out of ways attempts. He threw for three hundred and eighty-one yards and he had two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, a name you guys all remember, had 93 yards, one touchdown, and 19 carries. And Mike Evans. Man, when I tell you Mike Evans' knee gives me such anxiety as someone who's hurt their knee and torn ACL, Mike Evans gives me a lot of anxiety. But that bro can still play, right? Yeah, 119 yards and six receptions. So... They just make this so pretty much at no point <laughs> was Washington ahead of um the Bucks, but they had some times when they were right on their on their tails, okay? Um th- for Washington, the game started picking up in the second and third quarter. The first quarter, the Bucks quickly put up nine points. Um shout out to Antonio Brown for catching a thirty-six yard pass from Brady, putting up the first touchdown in the game. And but in the second quarter, um, JD um, uh, McKissick he um, had a two yard run, putting the first touchdown for Washington on the board, and then making it nine to seven. Then Chris Goodwin had caught a 27 yard pass from Brady, making it 15 seven. And then Ryan, um, Suckup up, kicked a 23 yard field goal, making it 18 seven. But the third quarter, this is when the Washington teams def- definitely started putting put some pedals in the middle. They had Dustin Hopkins um, kick a 36-yard field goal, making it 18-10. Then you had Tyler, Haneke, Haneke running, Tyler Taylor Heineke running an 8-yard pass, uh, making it 16-18. It would have been tied 18-18, but the two-point uh, conversion was failed. It was blocked by the... The Tampa Bay defense. The fourth quarter. Uh, Ryan uh, Suckop kicked a 38-yard field goal, making it 21-16. Leonard Fournette had a three-yard run, making it 28-16. Stevens um, Stevens um, Sims Jr. caught an 11-yard pass from Heineke, making it 23-28. Game is anyone's game still. Then Ryan um, Succop kicked a 37-yard field goal, making it 31-23. End of the game. But still shout out to Taylor Heineke for being able to play so well. Like he definitely just broke out and everyone was just like was shocked by what we saw. Shout out to them. Uh, also boo on the Buccaneers defense. That is going to be a huge problem against those men down that by you in the golden black. I don't know because the Buccaneers defense was not it that whole game. So I'm going to get to my game of the week which is the ravens and titans game this game is my game of the week for multiple different reasons because oh, North's game of the week so um this is my game of the week because this is the same game as last year where are the ravens were unstoppable last year and the titans brought them off that high horse and that was it and also, Lamar Jackson got his first playoff win after all the doubt, all the talk, all the things, all the bicker, bicker, bicker all around about Lamar Jackson. I'm happy for him to shut all that down. Now, this weekend, we don't know, but I was happy to see him shut that lot down. So let's go with Ryan Tannehill real quick. He had threw for 165 yards, had one touchdown, one interception. He with 18 out of 26 of his passes. Derrick Henry, he uh, led in rushing. He had 40 yards for 18 carries, which is low for Derrick Henry. So, shout out to Baltimore's defense for shutting him down completely. A.J. Brown led in receiving yards. He had one touchdown, um, 83 yards, and six receptions. So, shout out to Baltimore's defense for keeping that young tight in that bag, for lack lack of a pun. That's a Titan right there. So Lamar Jackson. When I tell you, Lamar Jackson came out different and he was doing his thing. I'm like a proud Auntie. I'm so proud. I'm not Auntie. Don't play like me. But like <laughs> he um he threw for 179 yards. He had one interception. He completed 17 out of 23 of his attempts. He also led in rushing with 136 yards, one touchdown, and 16 carries. Oof. Marquise Brown led in receiving. He had 109 yards and seven receptions. Man, oh, man, this game was crazy because it starts with the Titans putting up 10 in the first quarter, and the Ravens not even touching the end zone. And I was just like, oh, man, that's not good. But then in the second quarter, the Ravens were like, all right, let's get back in this game because then we had Justin Tucker kick a 33-yard field goal, and Lamar Jackson um, had a 48-yard run. Tying the game 10 to 10. Third quarter, we had um, J.K. Dobbins with a four yard run, putting, Mm -hmm. and then also an extra point by Justin Tucker, making it 17 10. Steven um, Gauskowski kicked a 25 yard field goal in the fourth quarter, making it 17 13. But guess what? Those Titans never got back to the end end zone because Justin Tucker ends up kicking a 51 yard field goal making it 2013 Baltimore win this game was fantastic for all the press behind it all the I love when a person is being told that they are not good enough and then they show you that I am that person for this reason I love it I love it I love it so shout out to Lamar Jackson um and all of those Ravens, I can't wait to see what they do this weekend. And now let's talk about my least favorite game of the week. I was gonna like do this because I now I watched this game on Nickelodeon. It was fantastic. Shout out to those two young, very talented actors um, that from Nickelodeon shows that I do not know because I do not watch Nickelodeon, <laughs> um, the new Nickelodeon. But I love the whole thing they did. I loved bringing the children in, letting them watch the game, and letting them comment, do commentary. like That was amazing. Letting, letting all the players get back to their youth feel. That was amazing. But this game was boring. I'm going to call it what it is. It's the Saints versus the Bears. Only someone insane would think the Bears would beat the Saints. But then again, there was no fans will think what they want. Because the Saints were going to win this game. We all knew that. But this game was just it took forever. Ever. But let's run out of the stats real quick, okay? Um, Drew Brees, I'm not going to talk about Mr. Tchibesky first. Let's give him his props. Um, he had 199 yards, one touchdown. He completed 19 out of 29 attempts. And then we had David Montgomery, who led in rushing. He, he had 31 yards and 12 carries. Allen Robinson II. Um he led in receiving, he had fifty-five yards and six receptions. The part that was frustrating about this Bears game was that their defense was doing a lot of work. The Bears had a lot of opportunity to to actually pick up points here, but they just could not get a touchdown. They could not they were just making bad plays after bad plays. And I just don't understand why. Um it was it just didn't make any sense to me. It just didn't make any sense. But a shout out to now, we're going to talk about the, those bad men in New Orleans. We got Drew Brees, who threw for 265 yards, two touchdowns, and he completed 28 out of 39 attempts. Alvin Kamara, the name you heard all night, especially if you were watching on Nick. Those kids love him. So, Alvin Kamara, and they love them. Some who? What? You can't guard Mike. Michael Thomas. They, oh, the kids love those two. They just love those two. So, Alvin Kamara, he led in rushing. He had 23 carries. 99. He ran for 99 yards and had one touchdown. And this young man here, this young man, different. This one's different. Dante Harris. Dante Harris came to play. He came to play. Homie led in receiving yards. He had 83 yards and seven receptions. I'm telling you guys, this young man was all over the field. Shout out to you, Dante Harris. So let's give you a quick, quick, quick rundown because this game was—it it took forever. I'm telling you. Saints first uh, straight out the game, um, five minutes in, they uh, Michael Thomas caught 11-yard pass, Drew Brees hitting that slime zone and getting that first touchdown. The Bears touched the end zone in the second quarter with a 36-yard field goal from Cairo Santos. Making it 3-17. That's not 17. Wow, I was bugging. Three to seven. Yes, guys. That's it. That's all the points in the first half. In the second half, the Bears do not touch the end zone in the third quarter, but the Saints do. Latavius Murray catches um a six-yard pass from Drew Brees, making it 14-13. And in the, in the fourth quarter, Alvin Kamara has a three-yard run, making it 21-3. And Jimmy Graham catches a 19-yard pass from Mitchell Trubisky, making it 9-21. Again, the defenses were able to shut down, the Saints defense shut down Trubisky completely, completely. There were so many tip balls, so many pickups. It was just so many sacks. It was just like, it was crazy but the Bears, they had so many opportunities to capitalize. They just didn't. Um, this game was cute to watch because of the Nickelodeon aspect but the actual game itself was not it. But shout out to the Saints because they Drew Brees deserves his chip. Okay. He deserves this win. I know this is last year and shout out to him though. that I can't wait to see him in Bernie this weekend. You guys know I love old on old Brady versus Breeze. I can't wait for it. I really can't. So the last game of Wild Card Weekend was the Browns versus the Steelers. I'll say it here. Shout out to those Browns. Everybody talks bad about the Browns. Everybody. I do. All the time. But shout out to those Browns. The Browns are different, y'all. They are a different bunch. It's not the same old sorry Browns. And a lot to do with oh that had a lot to do with um Kevin Stefanski. He I think will be Coach of the Year because how he's turned Cleveland around. The Browns beat the Steelers 48 to 37. Now the Browns defense needs to slap themselves for allowing the Steelers to put 37 points on that board. Especially how this game started, okay? I the Browns defense did to smack themselves. And yes, Miles Garrett, Mabu, I know he's on that on that team on the defense. And yes, he needs to slap himself because that was crazy. So let's go with a Ben Rosenberger's numbers. I, I can never say his name right. A Ben Rosenberger. No, he didn't know his name. Okay, he had 501 yards, four touchdowns, four receptions, completed 47 out of 68 of his attempts. Then we had James Conner had one touchdown, 37 yards, and 11 carries. Juju Smith-Schuster had 157 yards, one touchdown, and 13 uh, receptions. Don't say it, y'all. Y'all do so hard on that young man, Judy Smith. Y'all be so hard on this kid. I thought I'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> because I'm a fan, I'm a fan of him. <laughs> Baker Mayfield had 263 yards, three touchdowns, he completed 21 at 34 attempts. Great game, Baker. Nick Chubb had 76 yards, 18 carries. Jarvis Landry, yes, the Juice, had 96 yards, one touchdown, and five receptions. So I'm gonna tell y'all this. This game was a hot mess. A hot mess for the Steelers. I've been telling y'all on this platform and on my view report that the Steelers are fool's gold. Again, I like Juju Smith Houston and like Clay Chase Bull. Don't get me started on those two. But they are gold. They are playing. They play the Giants. Okay, you beat the Giants. It's like oh, but like okay, like come on. You beat you beat the Giants. Like I'm not gonna sit here and let you get get your ish off on the Giants. Mm-mm, no, nah, sorry. And you beat the Broncos that were just sorry at the time. The Texans who were sorry. The Eagles. And you beat the Browns the first time, seven to um to thirty eight. But you know what? You didn't play anybody, you didn't they didn't stop playing people of caliber until when? Like they lost to what they lost to Washington, stuff got different. Because you beat the Jaguars, beat the Bengals, beat the Cowboys. Like, come on, come on. Ain't beat the Ravens, but the Ravens still in there. But I'm gonna let that be. So the Browns put up 28 points in the first quarter. In Madden Rules, yes, she knows Madden Rules. After 21 points, game was in. They are lucky they weren't playing Madden because this was a disgusting mess. At one point, the ball went over Big Ben's head. Big Ben is 6'5". I'm 5'6". He almost an entire foot taller than me. And that ball went over homie's head. That just showed that, they, hey, that team was not in sync whatsoever. Whatsoever. So then the Steelers get back in the game, though, in the second quarter. They um, they were able to connect a one-yard run with James um, Connor making it 7-28. And um, then, unfortunately, Brown scored again because Austin Hooper caught a seven-yard pass from Baker Mayfield, making it 35-7. And Chris um, um, Boswell, he kicked a 49-yard field goal, making it 35-10. to if I was in the locker room, I'm sitting there really like, I can't believe this is happening. And that's just halftime, y'all. That's just halftime. But I got to give the Steelers props because they came back in the third quarter because Eric um, Ebron caught a 17-yard pass from Big Ben, making an, it 16-35. to It would have been 18-35, but they failed in their two-point conversion because um, they weren't able to convert. And then Juju Smith Schuster catches a five-yard pass from Big Ben, making it 23-35. And I'm just like, I remember at this point, I was like, if the Browns Brown and lose this game, I will literally like be lost. I'm like, how, how? How could you lose this game? So, but then the Browns are like, no, 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 no. So Baker's like, I, I I got this. I got this. Cause then he um, so then Nick Chubb catches a 40-yard pass from Baker, making it 42 to 30 sorry 23 then chase claypool catches a 29 yard pass from big ben and another failed um two point conversion making it 29 42 cody um cody parkey cody cody parkey (laughs) kicked a 24 yard field goal making it 45 29 yikes Nick Cody Park gets another field goal, making it 48 20, 29 is, At this point, there is no way the um Steelers can win. But Chase Claypool catches a seven-yard pass from Big Ben. And this was a successful two-point conversion. Um, Big Ben to James um, Connor, making it a 37-48 game. This game, I was just shocked by how everything went down. I was very, very shocked. So um not shocked that the Browns won. No. The Browns deserve to win this game. I'm just shocked at how terrible the Steelers played until the end. But Browns defense, you guys cannot do that with that crazy man in Kansas City. Can't do that. Can't do that. So I know y'all the games were coming this weekend. We got the Rams and Packers at 435 on Fox on Saturday. We got the Bills and the Ravens. Can Lamar play in the maybe snow tundra in Buffalo or just freezing cold weather in Buffalo? We'll see. That's, that'll be at 8.15 on NBC. On Sunday, we got the Browns and the Chiefs. Like I said, Browns, your defense play against the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to mop the floor with you. But then again, I'm going on a ledge here. The Browns could beat the Chiefs. Don't think that can't happen. Don't think that can happen. And that's a 3.05 on, CB, on CBS. But the game everybody's talking about. The Sunday night game, which is at 640 on Fox, the Buccaneers versus the Saints. Battle of the Olds. We're going to see how it all turns out, and I can't wait for it. It's going to be a good day. going to be a good day. Well, since we're talking about football, and this is the last part of oh, college football. Wah. Sorry, my LSU Tigers did not make it, as you guys all know. And if you guys don't know, now you know. But shout out to the one only Roll tie because they won the NCAA football championship against the wow Ohio State. <laughs> My brain was like football against Ohio State. So shout out, them, shout out to them, shout out to them, shout out to them. They deserve it. They deserve it. And it was a it was a great game. If you were cheering for for um Alabama, for those who were cheering for um Ohio State, I'm sorry. It happens to the best of us. Um Alabama beat Ohio State 52 to 24. Mm, mm, mm. Justin Fields, I'm quick stats on that. Justin Fields, he completed 196 yards. He had one touchdown. He um threw he could yeah, sorry. Yes, he completed seventeen out of thirty-three of his attempts. He also led in rushing. He has sixty seven yards and six carries. And Chris um Alive. Alive, Alive, Chris I'll leave. Um, he had 69 yards, and he had eight receptions, Um, this young man here, Mark Jones, oof, this young man here, he gonna be somebody, he gonna, he gonna pro, he gonna do very well, shout out to him, he learned as a third string quarterback, now became the first string, and doing his thing as a junior. So shout out to you, Mark Jones. He had 464 yards, five touchdowns, completed 36 at 45 attempts. Whoo, that brother's on fire. Um, Najee Harris, he led in rushing. He had two touchdowns, 79 yards, and 22 carries. And this stellar young man right here, right here, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Whoo, this young man. In the first two caught Jesus. He had two hundred and fifteen yards, three touchdowns, and twelve receptions. Shout out to him. Hope that hand peels up, kid. Can't wait to see what you do next. Can't wait. So that is football, y'all. Uh for this week. This, year, this is this week's NFL Digest. We are in we're in the home stretch, guys. We're, football season almost over, which is a very sad for, time for me. It's division, um, division games, divisional playoff games. Get y'all popcorn, get your beers, get your wings, get your pizzas, get comfortable, get ready for this this Sunday. It's going the Saudi and gonna be a great, great matchup, great time. And again, happy Founders Day, Soros. Until next time, I will see you guys later. Bye.